0: Are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: Oh, I don't know what happened. This has never <laughs> happened before.
1: <laughs> I know. I was I was asking the question, and then it yes. just disappeared. I was like, where'd she uh, go? Oh <laughs>
0: goodness. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And I keep clicking on it, and it's like this recording has already ended. I'm hoping this this time it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So your first question is, how is a coach different from a traditional therapist?
0: So as a coach, of course, we are not licensed therapists, we cannot uh, diagnose or um, prescribe medications to our clients. But what we can do as coaches is to be a guide a support and help our clients. Well, I personally what I do with my clients and my sessions through my coaching is helping my clients work through, you know, when when you are in a problem of uh, in your life it's oftentimes becomes difficult to find the answers because you are in it and you only see it from a, a certain perspective and you can't see any other perspectives or you can't see any solutions but as a coach when we come in and we can guide I in my healing sessions I guide my clients to shift perceptions and I guide them to find solutions and to become more creative in finding solutions. And so I support my clients and guide them. We set goals. We set intentions Um, through the coaching. I help my clients um, heal, release, you know, um, stories, memories, people, unforgiveness, whatever it may be through the techniques, through the tools to Support them to overcome it. So it can be in any area of their life from love, life, relationships to career path, purpose, finances, even sometimes. If my clients have, you know, don't have a healthy relationship with money, it's even giving them tools and techniques on how to change their relationship with money or change their relationship about, you know, or their belief system about love. So it can, it's just basically supporting our clients to guide them and to set goals and to follow through with those goals. So as a coach, you kind of hold their hand. You don't just give them the tools and say, go, right? You you follow up with them. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) you're like the support to hold their hand and go, okay, one step at a time. Let's do this together. I know you can. And being the motivation and being the support and being the, basically the cheerleader um, of inspiring and raising, you know, uh, my clients' uh, vibrations so that they start to, they begin to believe in themselves that they can do it because so many people um, live their lives with the can't and it's not possible and it's too hard. And as a coach, it is my greatest pleasure and I don't want to call it a job, but purpose to help my clients turn the can'ts into a can a don'ts into a do and, and um, lack into abundance. So that's what I do for my clients as a coach.
1: Nice. Nice. Now, do you feel like that's um, a little similar to when somebody says they are going through like a rehab, like when the injury, a certain part of their body, and they have to start over trying to walk or do things of that nature, and the doctor's like um, trying to help them through the progression of the process? Do you think that's kind of similar or different?
0: It's kind of similar, yeah. It's like metaphorically, it's similar to what you're describing, absolutely.
1: Okay. I figured as much. (laughs) (laughs) So do you feel like um, it usually takes, cause I know every person is different. Do you feel like it takes longer than others to get over whatever issues they're going through or quicker with your help?
0: So because of the way I do what I do and the work I do is very much on a subconscious level, which involves hypnotherapy and other techniques it is a lot shorter, to be honest with you, like my average client can move mountains within four to six sessions, because we dive into the, as I always say, hard drive of our brain and not just work on the desktop, because consciously talking is wonderful. It's great, we can work through things. But when you take it to the next level of tapping in and clearing things on a Subconscious level, which is where our programming is, which our subconscious runs our life basically because it's 88% of our mind power. If you don't tap that deep, it things will change, but it will take a lot longer. And this is, um, as our society loves the quick fix, right? But this is a quick fix in a permanent way, not just a temporary way, which is just wonderful.
1: Exactly. You definitely don't want to try to rush through the process because the no. person in the right at square one again.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It cannot be forced. It's very um, naturally flowing, but um, oftentimes I would say more than 95, 98% of the time, my clients are amazed themselves on how they're able to achieve this. And Many of them give me the credit, but I always come back and remind them that I could sit here and I could, you know, give the tools, give the guidance, give the support. But if my clients are not receptive to it and um, they don't they don't allow it and they don't accept it, I, I cannot force it on them. And so it is teamwork. It is very much the willingness of the client of how quickly they transform, how quickly they Um, shift, how quickly they begin to, I mean, so many wonderful, wonderful things could happen and do happen when we shift our energy, our vibration and, and shift our perceptions and belief systems. It's like, it's just magical.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Just the whole, you go through a whole transformation, pretty much.
0: Absolutely. It's like a return to yourself. I always call it your authentic self.
1: Exactly. And that's how you'll be able to really reach your true potential. So.
0: Absolutely.
1: so your next topic is what is hypnotherapy and how does it work?
0: Yeah. So I tapped into it a little bit in our last question. So hypnotherapy is basically us. Tapping out of the beta mind and tapping into the subconscious mind, the alpha, theta, and delta brain wave levels where... It's kind of like if you were thinking of your beta mind, the logical mind, the ego mind, that is the chatter, that is the uh, analytical brain that always um, judges uh, the self and others and always comes up with the what ifs and all the negativity and all the drama that just goes on in our heads most of the time through hypnotherapy, we're able to move that gatekeeper away basically which is the logical ego mind that yaps away most of the time <laughs> and you move it away and you tap into the it's kind of like opening gates to this this vastness of endless possibilities and because our you know brain does not really realize a reality from fiction um, what we give it is what it believes and so the key is we can, you know, see anywhere in our world. How do we learn things? Repetition, repetition, repetition. When we go to school, we repeat, repeat. When we go to gymnastics, we repeat. When we go to dance, we repeat. When we sing, we repeat, of, of course. And that's how we learn. That's the just human nature. And the same goes with hypnosis through repetition. And even in each session with my clients, as during the hypnosis part of the session, I repeat the therapeutic suggestions multiple times in different ways at different times, so that we plant the seed on the subconscious. And that's how the change comes. And it's through that positive, repetitive process in a hypnotic state that my clients, I would, I easily could say 99.9% of the time when they come out of the hypnosis session, even right after the first session, their immediate response to me is, oh my goodness, I feel like everything around me feels brighter and I feel so much lighter mentally and physically. And that's where the journey begins. And then, of course, with each session, it builds on the next and it's kind of like peeling the layers away uh, of the old, the unwanted, and really planting the seeds of what my client's desires are.
1: Now, do you recommend hypnotherapy for everybody, or does it depend on the individual?
0: So I would say, I'm blessed to say, in the 12 years I've been doing this with thousands of clients, my youngest client had been six year old, my oldest in their 80s. I recommend it to everybody, unless seldomly I would say maybe I've had one or two clients the first session that weren't ready. To do hypnosis, not that um, unless here's how I would actually put it: unless there is severe mental, um, and I don't, I don't like labels. That's why I'm trying to use words that are not so you know strong and negative and powerful. But unless there's any mental obstacles like severe stuff, anybody can be hypnotized and anybody can benefit from hypnosis.
1: Nice. Nice. It's always good to have somebody in your corner when you're going through tough times absolutely, in
0: life. Absolutely.
1: So your next topic is what is emotional freedom technique?
0: Yes. So emotional freedom technique is in a sense, I would say like Uh, acupuncture without needles. So what we do is with our fingertips, we tap um, on certain meridians in and around the face space and the upper body area. And those meridians are specifically focused on emotions like fears, like anger, like unforgiveness and other emotions, um, where When obstacles experiences happen to us uh, over time, what happens is if we don't work through those uh, memories, stories, experiences, we are constantly reliving it in our heads, rethinking, re repeating, fighting. I mean, you know, in our heads with the person and what happens eventually is, where we don't let it go. It gets trapped in the uh, meridians, in the, in the body. And so then, it becomes basically blockages, it could turn into pain, it could turn into, um, you know, muscle spasm it can turn into feeling heavy, it can turn into um, even severe stuff such as tumors, if we don't work through it. So um, what tapping helps us do is open up those meridians and release those trapped energies of emotions. And once you do that, it's, it, it is really emotional freedom technique. <laughs> it's emotional freedom. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it works great with, you know, um, individuals who have PTSD or trauma. And um, I take it even further uh, over the years, I've kind of, um tapped deeper into that technique and I call it intuitive tapping and I have my clients while they're tapping on certain areas I have their eyes closed and I just ask many questions depending on what my clients is telling me instead of just focusing on one thing I ask many 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 questions and the most incredible thing is after the tapping which takes about 45 minutes to an hour in my sessions with my clients every area that we move through and i take notes i can walk away with two pages of notes from what my client has said and there's always a theme and there's always like a deep rooted foundation and we always find that link of what was trapped in their subconscious what was trapped in their meridians it is just it's it's amazing it, it, it kind of gives you a map And through that, I also, why I call it intuitive tapping is because every area that we tap on, I don't tell my clients what emotions are, um, can be trapped in that space. But my clients start talking about stories and memories that literally just specifically address those emotions. And then I show them the chart and I go, look, and here it is. Here's where, you know, fear is. Here's, you know, in that meridian, fear is, um, you know, trapped or, whatever other emotion may be. And so many times my clients not only walk away, but with the healing of it and releasing of those emotions, but they also walk away having more confidence and trust in themselves and in their intuition, because so many have moved away from that gift that we, that is just divinely given. And it's a birthright that we have, we're all intuitive, but we've moved away from it and it empowers my clients to go, okay, wait a minute. I am intuitive. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you so are. You've always been. You just forgot. Yeah. And we tend to follow our, you know, logic, you know, it's a logical thing to do, but how many people can say they've really followed their logic and they ended up experiencing bliss and joy? It's often like, oh, I should have followed my gut. How many times have we said that? How many times, you know, have we heard others say that I should have followed my gut? So it's always nice to, you know, return to your inner gifts, inner talents, inner abilities that is really everyone has.
1: Exactly. I find it interesting the different techniques that therapists use. It's very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I specifically, the, the only time I would add a new therapeutic technique or healing technique to my toolboxes, I... First, of course, I'm um, the guinea and I, I literally, you know, tap into it and and help myself and help my healing with those tools. And when I see the change, I become such a believer of it. It's because if I don't believe in that tool, I can't use that tool and I won't use that tool. So every tool and technique that I practice in my spiritual practice is because I'm a total believer. I've seen the changes and continue to see the blessings and the changes that come from it.
1: Yeah, because you try to use a tool that doesn't work, then your what? clients gonna be like, "I'm not believing that uh-huh, either."
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be genuine. It needs to be authentic. And if it's not, I don't do it.
1: It's <laughs> a wise decision on your yes, end. Yes,
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you, Desmond.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> so, your next topic is how does breathe work? work?
0: Breath work that I do with my clients. Well, there's many different kinds. And the ones that I tap into are pranayama breath work techniques. And one in particular, that is uh, the technique that I use. It's very transformational for my clients. And I combine that with, uh, you know, Reiki energy healing, aromatherapy, crystal healing, sound bath, because it's just while my client is working with that breath technique, I do the energy healing. Um, and so the what that breath work really does is it clears and balances our left brain and right brain. It clears and balances our energy centers, which are the chakras. It clears and balances us emotionally, physically. And it's such a powerful technique that so many of my clients have come out um of that experience. And because the technique has two parts, the first part is you do the breathing and the second part is the, you know, rest period. But during that rest period, it's it's, the healing is still continuing and you're channeling. And some of my clients have come out saying, oh my goodness, I feel like I was in the presence of God. Oh, my goodness. I like depending on my clients' belief systems, of course, and they could feel a presence of their loved one, a presence of a guide, a presence of um, a spirit animal or an animal that they lost. Um, and it's just so many different things can happen. I've had clients that literally got messages, information that um, they basically experienced. Um, in the future those events or I have had clients that simply um, saw visions clear visions and uh, businesses were started so so many different things it depends on the client's intention of what they're trying to achieve what they're choosing in um, to receive in the breathwork session but it's kind of like a psychedelic experience without the psychedelics only through the breath because our breath is the reconnection to our divinity and it is extremely powerful it's been called like 20 years of therapy without talking and I believe even um, several uh, universities are doing studies on it to just real, like realize I, I mean what is this? Like why are these ancient breathing techniques so powerful and it could transform people's lives? And most of all, I feel like how it has helped my clients is to un- unblock things and, Release emotions and clear, just 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 a lot of like clearing and clarity comes from it. So I think it's just wonderful all around.
1: I like to call that moment of clarity. Yeah. Like
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. It really is.
1: Now, if only everybody around the world used these techniques, I Absolutely. think the world would be a better place.
0: Absolutely. I agree.
1: So your next topic is what is past life regression and how can it help overcome blocks?
0: So past life regression is another powerful technique that I love to uh, work with my clients with. And um, is it, um, you know, is everybody ready for past life regression therapy? No. Um, do we need to be a believer of reincarnation? In a sense, yes. Although I've had my clients who were also a little bit confused of, do I believe it? Do I not believe it? So what passive regression basically helps us do is to go into because our subconscious holds all information of past, present, and future. And past, present, and future is of course happening all at once. And so what happens is we're in that hypnotic state. We're able to tap into information. And again, most important part to address is intentions, questions. I always tell my clients, bring me many, many, many questions. It doesn't matter to me. Just bring me a whole list. Sometimes my clients can come in with two pages of questions, but as they read it, I notice there's a lot of repetition in there. And so I help them clarify. And we come up on average from anywhere from three to five to 10 questions, um, possibly. And we can explore past lives through, you know, depending on my client's intention, a lot of times my clients are lost. And so they feel they have blockages around their career, they don't love what they're doing, but they have no idea what they need to do. And so when they come to do passive regression therapy, um, your higher self, it's kind of like you're in uh, your subconscious takes you into the lifetimes where you see specific patterns of who you were, what you were. Oftentimes through the quantum healing technique, my clients tap into their higher self and their higher self begins to basically um, address and give information what they're here to do and what their mission has been and how they've forgotten. I've had clients that have traveled to other planets and describe things, especially um recently. I've had several clients go in to specific planets and describing the same things, and these div- individuals don't even know each other. And that's the beautiful part about it, that it's just that's when you know it's real. Um, how do we know it's real in other ways? When my clients go into a lifetime and they break down and start crying, or there's a joyful moment and they start laughing, or there's a difficult moment and they start feeling an experience. And so me as a facilitator, I facilitate the process in asking the right questions at the right time and helping them heal and release any blockages that, let's say, for an example, if an individual in this lifetime, there's specific events that they're terrified from it could be they're terrified of I don't know deep waters or just water at all They they think they're gonna you know um, get into the water and drown and I always ask my clients have you had any instances from childhood to the present did your family ever tell you there was an instance of you maybe you know accidentally drowning or or you know being in that space and they go, no, there's nothing like that. And so, of course, we clearly now know that this is mem- these are memories that are following them from past lives. And so we go into the past life, we address those lifetimes, we heal it, we release it, and my client is able to then – go and enjoy a vacation close to water, right? Instead of being so afraid of it. Or I've had clients that would talk about, I'm terrified of uh, an airplane crashing. Like I can feel it, it's so intense. And I always ask them, have you, God forbid, had any experiences where there was turbulence on an airplane or it was any danger to you of, of any kind? And they say, absolutely not. There's never been, I've been on vacations and always been fine. Um, and so that too, then, you know, is a con- confirmation that there's something from a past life that is lingering on the subconscious, because oftentimes, we even bring past life unfinished business of things that may have happened. And why I'm a, such a huge believer of past life regression is because there's also so many children around the world where their stories have been reported where at a very young age, they remember exactly where they lived and who their family members were and what their names were. And even the other day, um, one of my clients was um, telling me a story about his little cousin that when he was born, when he was about six years old, he started describing to his family, like, yeah, you guys are my family now, but my mom lives in this city and at this place. And so finally, the parents paid attention, and they took him to that place. And This woman, older woman, opens up the door and he said, and my cousin looked at her and said, hi, mom. And this woman was like, who are you? You're an imposter. Get away from me. And he held her hand, took her into a room and basically took her to, I guess, where this, he lived at that time and his room was. And one of the pictures behind it apparently had money behind it <laughs> and he took it and he gave it to the mother and he said i wanted to give you this cuz you never knew i kept my money here and so this woman just broke down and of course she lost you know <laughs> all those ego you know ideas of this is a lie and this is the truth because this kid just knew things and described things and told her stories about things that this woman was like there is no way no one would know that that my son and her son had um died at in, during war and so right. it was just incredible incredible things that happen that are you know it's it's hard for science to to uh, i don't know they're admitting it more so now but it's uh, for them to accept but uh regardless it's happening so there's beautiful beautiful experiences i've had clients heal traumas from past lives um from during war times and other situations that were just crippling them on a daily basis and now they're living life free and and you know life is flowing for them and that they don't feel Um, They're not afraid anymore and they're not, you know, living a limited life.
1: I feel like one of the best feelings in the world is when you can overcome your biggest fear.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because fears are just false evidences that appear real that try to hold us back and down and fear and love do not mix.
1: No, not at all. It's that's always going to be a constant battle. So Absolutely. it's best you pick the side of love.
0: Love. <laughs> and then you don't have to battle at all.
1: <laughs> no, it's like fear, stay over there.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So your next topic is um talk about crystal healing and okay. chakra balancing.
0: Yes. So crystal healing and chakra balancing could you know, they go hand in hand, it could be done during energy healing process where, because we have the seven energy centers in and around our body, of course, we have more, but those are the ones that are directly connected to our physical body from the root to the crown. And um, when specific crystals um and it doesn't have to be anything complicated. If you find uh, more so over red color crystal, you put it over the root and um, but that's below basically the tailbone. And if you find an orange, so the energy centers each have a color. And if you find crystals uh, the same color and you can just of course crystals hold memory and energy and you just set the intention on the crystal of you know healing and balancing for certain area energy centers and place it over um, in that area and lie down and do meditation it's it's just magic can happen. A lot of times when I do energy healing, and I put crystals over my clients energy centers, they come out of the healing and go, Oh, my goodness, one of these crystals in this certain area felt like fire, I was feeling the vibrations, I was feeling like the crystal healing and balancing. And so a lot of beautiful things can happen. I'm, I'm, I am I just love crystals. I, I feel like anything that's naturally created on this planet is just beautiful and magical and carries great energy and if we put our you know positive loving intention to it it becomes even more powerful
1: that is awesome that's that's another great feeling right there when you go into a situation not so happy and you're negative, then you come out of it and you're very positive, you're happy, and you're just in a totally different mood and you're a different person.
0: Exactly. Because it's it's as simple as just shifting the vibration. Because everything, our thoughts are vibration, our words are vibration. And so it's just simply just choosing a higher vibration, a, a more positive energy, and it automatically lifts and shifts our vibration and energy and frequency. And therefore, we feel better. It's that simple.
1: Now, do you feel like um, a person who practices crystal healing the chakra balancing, if they do this on a constant basis, they will be better off down the road in life? Or should they switch up their things every now and then?
0: Well, it depends on the person. Of course, you don't do the same exact thing over and over. I always believe in changing it up because... um, our universe is vast and, and magical and very much uh, playful. And so I always tell my clients, do what feels right. Well, one day you might feel very much connected to your amethyst crystal or your next week or month, you might be very much connected to your rose quartz crystal, right? So it just depends on whatever. Honestly, the easiest thing is, again, follow the intuition follow your gut follow what you feel more connected to and if you're connected to a certain crystal or if you're um feeling a sense of um energy movement in a certain energy center then that's the energy center that is calling for your attention for the healing and of course crystals can be a catalyst to which of your energy centers needs to be more balanced and healed. so it's you know rose quartz i always associate it more soul, the, the heart center is more emerald green, but more of the heart center stone. Amethyst is great for the intuition. So each um, stone can also connect with, okay, what energy am, am I working with right now, right? So am I working through my intuition? Am I trying to strengthen my intuition? And is that why I'm more connected to, let's say an amethyst crystal? So it's just kind of being playful with it. And of course, nowadays, um, The internet is out there or you can just look it up and there's so much information. So you don't have to wonder why am I, you know, connected or attracted to a certain crystal right now. You could just look it up and be like, oh, that's the reason that makes sense, right? Because the description makes sense and intuitively connects with what you're going through.
1: Yeah, the internet definitely has a lot of information for you, too. (laughs) It does.
0: That's why I always (laughs) tell my clients, don't go searching for negative information. Go searching for positive ones.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Please search for positive. We have enough negative energy in this world today.
0: I know. Absolutely.
1: So your last question is, how does one manifest abundance through the law of attraction?
0: Yes. So the law of attraction is a powerful universal law. I always remind my clients, it does not bend. It's as simple as what you give is what you're going to receive. And so our greatest ally best friend is our own mental state being positive so if we want to attract abundance obviously if we're focusing on lack how do we expect abundance right it's kind of like if you expect if you choose love and you're in fear you can't expect to experience love because you're focusing on fear and so our focus is the most again focus and intention it always comes back to that being the foundation focus and attention and your intention to what is it that i desire to see because so many of us um through our you know logic in our world our society and how we are shown to in the world what life is supposed to be about work hard to get your whatever you dream of and then you hustle and work hard and then you get to what you want and you don't want it anymore because it just feels like oh this was too much work and I always tell my clients if we really really focus on tapping into these universal laws we never have to work hard ever again we'll begin to work smart because we'll put our energy into focusing on what we desire to have versus what we are lacking in because if we're focusing on what we're lacking in the law of attraction simply says what you focus on is what we're gonna get we're what you're gonna get it's kind of like if you have seeds that implant a lemon and you expect avocados to grow it's not gonna happen so it's based at that simple and so the more we focus on what we desire to see every individual on this planet that has manifested greatness and also other things as well, but I'll focus on the greatness and beautiful things and abundance and prosperity and health and happiness and love is because their majority of their focus, intention and attention is on dreaming big, believing it's possible, taking action towards it. That's that's what brings us abundance, not you know, the other side that we focus on lack and, and despair and desperation and we expect to have abundance. It wouldn't work that way.
1: Yes, yeah, either one or the other. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Just focus on what you desire. Why do we need to waste time on what we don't want? Right. You can't tell the universe or anybody. It's kind of like if your loved one says, what do you want? And you tell them what you don't want. And then they ask you again. So what do you want? And you tell them what you don't want. So how are we going to get to the result if you keep telling them what you don't want?
1: (laughs) You're just beating (laughs) your head against the wall over and over. Like, when are we going to get to the answer? Where's the solution?
0: (laughs) So what do you want? (laughs) Just tell the universe what you choose.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Tell it it's in the air. Yes. Now move along with your day, man.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ask and surrender it and and then just take, you know, baby steps, action steps. Like even if it's doing research to find out more about it. I always tell my clients, don't be terrified to make a decision and take action because without action, there's just we, we won't, we're just, you know, what's the point if we don't take action? You can't just sit and dream either. And so action could be talking to other people about it. Action can be doing research about it. Action could be, okay, what steps can I take? Or action can be, you know, meditating on it. So there's so many ways we can act on our goals and dreams, but not obsess over it, but just act on it with, with a belief, with faith, with trust that it's going to happen because it's going to happen. We just want, don't want it to be delayed, right? So the more positive we are with our energy, the quicker we will manifest it.
1: And I feel like a lot of people run into the issue. They want everything now, now, yes. now, now. Yes. It's like there's a process you have to go through first.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It is.
1: So yeah. once they get that through their head, then you'll be fine in the long run.
0: Absolutely.
1: So... At this point in the podcast, I usually turn it over to my guests and you can ask me any question that you want.
0: <laughs> I would love to know how you started your podcast and what was your intention for it.
1: So, how I started my podcast was I actually listened to other podcasts um, on Spotify, where it had to do with sports, finance, what it had to do with crime, mm-hmm. anything. I would- Soak up um, as much information as I can with things that I'm interested in.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: when I first started my podcast, it was just like a hobby. I was doing it for fun and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. as time went on, as I got to know more people from different walks of life, um, people around the world, um, I became more interested in, in doing it and started to love doing it. Just getting to know people because there's certain things that uh, one person may know that another person may not know. So I just, try, I just try to soak up all the information I can on topics like this. Yeah, Like hypnotherapy sounds very interesting to me.
0: I love it. I love it. I love that. And really what you are doing is not only receiving the love and the wisdom, but you're sharing it as well. And so I think that's the greatest intention. And I always tell my clients when we have – abilities and gifts to share a week. It's a crime not to. <laughs> We're doing ourselves and others a disservice if we don't share it. And so this is a beautiful because you could have done it a different way and gathered the information and kept it in notes and books and you're not doing that. And so I appreciate that. And I always love sharing as much as I possibly can. And I always go into every interview that I'm doing uh, whether it's for a magazine or a podcast i always go in even if one person benefits from this information i am grateful
1: i feel like we can help each other out it goes hand in hand you just share information with each other people don't realize how far it can take you
0: absolutely absolutely i agree and sharing the love
1: so before you go, is there any last words you would like to say? Um, do you want to promote your social media handles?
0: Sure. If anyone's interested, they can find me on my website, um, www.journeystoheal.com, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S-T-O-H-E-A-L.com. And they can find me on Instagram at Journeys to Heal on Facebook, and all the platforms and Yelp as well. So if they're interested, and I also have my book, and um, Living Through Choice, reminding people that, yes, we do have a choice. Prisoners of our life, we do have a choice, and we can change our life, and we can shift from uh, fear to love. And my second book is um, on its way, so everything is on my website. All my media interviews, podcasts are on my website. So all, all is shared there. Anything and everything that I, you know feel like I can share the love and the guidance and the support, especially now because so many need it, I'm here to share. so.
1: All right, everybody, please make sure you go follow her right now.
0: (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Desmond. Thank you. I appreciate
1: it. No problem. So once again, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your business schedule, coming on the podcast as my guest. I appreciate it so much.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: You're welcome. And you have a good rest of your evening.
0: Thank you. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.